sorry, I was trying to count and I was trying to math at the same time and talk and I'm like, eight plus nine is tell Abby to talk about her book. Eight plus nine, eight plus eight is 16. <laughs> oh, we didn't pay the math budget for this one. Sorry. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, and my best friend, Abby. Tonight, we're going on a book bash where we are going to talk about the books that we left behind and why we left them behind. I have to say, there's not many a book I don't want to finish, but I've, I've met a few now in my lifetime that I just, I just, I just couldn't. Yeah, I'm not normally a person who will finish a book that I don't actually like in some way. It's happened a couple times, and I've regretted it every time. <laughs> <laughs> and I also don't usually give books second chances. That kind of sounds bad, but if I start reading a book and I'm not enjoying it, I'm just going to stop reading it most of the time because I'm done. I don't have the time to waste on books that aren't feeding my escapism. I completely agree with that. Like, and I think that's why now there are a few books I did come back to because they were books that I felt like I had to give them a second chance and I'll talk about them later as well. And I'm glad that I did. And I finally got through them, but I definitely have learned I don't have the attention span for, gosh, I just do not have the attention span for classics. I don't have, I don't like whiny adolescent characters anymore. So sometimes I struggle with young adult books like that. And in particular, the second book in the Supernova trilogy by Marissa Meyer, Renegades trilogy, my bad. God, like that was a freaking struggle to get through it. But once I did and got to the third book, it was great. Yeah, oh. I'm very glad that we listened to the audiobooks. I think if it had been a physical book, I wouldn't have made it through the second one either. But yeah, I do very well remember I pushed myself through the second one and I got into the third one and it was so good. And you were still trying to get through the second one and I went, I promise it'll be worth it. You just have to get through it. Oh my God. It was <laughs> so hard. I thought I was going to explode, you know? Yeah, I remember having that conversation with you multiple times while you read that book. <laughs> I really did try, but sometimes it's just like, why am I pushing through this book? Like, I'm glad that you had read the third book. I would not have made it, and I would have left the book behind. Yeah, but I mean, I love Marissa Meyer, and I hate saying that about one of her books, but it's understandable that not everyone would be a winner, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, it happens. Which is unfortunate that it even has to happen. Yeah. So anyway, shall we hit up our list of books to bash? <laughs> okay. I am so ready. So Abby, tell me about the first book that you just could not finish. That you put down and you walked away from. Oh, man. So the first book I ever remember putting down and just DNFing is The Golden Compass by Philip Pullman. And I, find, I, was, I find that interesting. I I read all three of those books, and the only one I didn't like was the last one. See, at the time that I read it, I'd had multiple people tell me what a great book it was. And being a huge reader, 
I had high expectations. The real problem for me was that everything was so dang convenient. Literally any time the main character got into trouble of any sort, somebody swooped in to save her. And it's not even like she had a sidekick that was constantly coming in and saving her. It was somebody different every dang time. So and she I, always had a guardian angel. It's not a bad thing. No, I got so frustrated because she never saved herself. And she never had any agency in the matter. And so I realized she was, she was a child. Yeah, she was a child. So but I was like, at the same time, it was very frustrating for me because I was a child reading this. Going, why aren't you doing something? I like that. I was a child when I read this, yes. So, um, how old were you when you read this? I think it was about 6th grade? 7th grade? Somewhere in there, I think. That sounds about right. Yeah. But it just, it frustrated me to no end, and I couldn't stand her. And I think I got like 80% of the way through the book and I just couldn't do it anymore. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't care what was going on. I was just pissed off. I'll say, see, I remember for me when I read this, I read this in high school. And I really liked The Golden Compass and The Subtle Knife. But The Amber Spyglass, I was like, eh, eh. The suspension of disbelief for me was really hard. In that one, and it just like, well, I guess we're not spoiling these books, but well, I can't tell you what I most disliked about the book without like dropping a huge, like, glaring spoiler. So I can just say, when I got to like the big reveal at the Amber Spyglass, I was kind of like, really, really, this, this is, this is it, and I was disappointed. I, I can't say I was like super. I don't know. It's it's not the type of book that's so hyped up to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be the narrative against the Chronicles of Narnia and, like, be the reflection that... Oh, I forgot what the reflection for um, The Lord of the Rings is supposed to be. And I, I, it does not feel like that. Like, I, I think Chronicles of Narnia is better. And these books are just alright. Yeah, I think that was one of the other things. Like, I had heard that it was supposed to be the anti-Chronicles of Narnia... And so I was like, oh, cool. So I went in looking for something completely opposite to that, and I wasn't getting it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I really like are the quotation demons, which are just these cute little animal-shaped fiends. Yeah, I liked that. Yep, that's that was like the only concept I liked. Yep, very much. All right, let's, let's talk about, it's the first book, it's the first book I always think about when someone asks me, what's the book you've never finished? Okay. Twilight. <laughs> Seriously. What the crap is this book and how did it span such a popular genre culture? I don't even know what word I want to use. Okay? Like, I liked vampires before Twilight came out. I have been reading young adult vampire novels by L.J. Smith, who they got re-released. And there's also a TV show called Vampire Diaries. Whatever, didn't watch it. Liked the books growing up, though, in high school. Then comes Twilight. Okay? Nate. Read them all, and Nate's like, you should read them. They're really good. And I was like, sure, I'll give them a try. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Nate read them? Oh, yeah, he read them all. And he told you to read them? Mm Mm-hmm. They were good at one point in his time. I'm not holding against them or anything. He liked them. And they had merit. I'm just, I'm suddenly reevaluating Nate. 
not in a bad way, just like, huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was the werewolf culture that was the good stuff in those books. Oh, I agree. I, but I will admit, I've read all four, and I only read them because they were literally forced upon me. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure by Sydney and Holly, right? No, by Molly. Okay, well, I mean, she was the other one that I was going to have to guess as well. <laughs> yeah, Molly was the one that literally brought them to school, shoved the books in my face, and went, you have to read them. I read the first one, and I went, okay, so I don't have to read any more, right? Nope, she kept bringing them. <laughs> Listen, who in their right minds has a novel that has chapters that are blank pages because she's so sad? Okay. In defense of that, because it's one oh, of the there very... Is no defense. Okay. There is no defense. Okay, listen. That is one of the very few things that I actually liked. Because I get what she was trying to do artistically. So I understand she was trying to show how time passes when you're in a depression or a depressive episode. That kind of thing. So I do appreciate what she was going for. I don't know that it really 100% translated the way she wanted it to, but I do get what she was going for. I have a lot more issues other than that. Okay, well, that's where I stopped the book. Oh, that's where you stopped? That's <laughs> where I said, this is the book I'm leaving behind, and I walked away from it because I could not get past that at all. Okay, Twilight is poorly written, and it just it has atrocious lines. There is... Absolutely nothing healthy about the relationship between Bella and Edward. He's literally stalking her, and her life literally revolves around him as soon as they get together. It's just, it's a completely unhealthy relationship to begin with, and I'm really not surprised that Fifty Shades of Grey is fanfic of it. I literally cannot, okay? I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, they're just, yeah. Well, and I have watched a lot of different people's videos about the phenomenon that was Twilight and why so many people got into it. And I've watched people who've never read the series actually read it and review it on their YouTube channels. And I can't say the book doesn't have its good points, but they are like, I can list them on one hand. (laughs) I think Jacob was like the only good point. Jacob was a good point in the first book. As soon as Meyer realized that people liked Jacob more than Edward, she completely screwed up his character and he was no longer good. Well, see, I'm glad that I stopped reading them. Yes, I wish I had not had to read them. Again, the book I left behind. Yeah, you were you were smart. <laughs> I know I was smart. <laughs> Alright, Abby, we have bashed that one for a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, tell me a, another one of yours that is a book that you've left behind. Okay, so a lot of the books on my list are actually ones that I finished and just, I will never touch again with a 10-foot pole and I wish I hadn't wasted my time with them. So the next one is The Paper Magician by Charlie M. Holmberg. And I initially got this one because I really liked the premise. The main character is a magician apprentice and the magician that she gets to apprentice under is a paper magician and initially she's pretty bummed about that because it's paper 
what a lame thing to control because every magician in that world can only control one element. So there's like steel magicians and water magicians and all those kinds of things who have obviously a really cool thing that they can control, but paper. I mean, it sounds kind of cool. Right? And there's a lot you can do with paper. And so I thought the premise was really interesting. And honestly, I don't even remember half of what the plot was. And I didn't read it that long ago. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It's It was a very disappointing book overall. I was expecting a really fun, like, mentor-student relationship between the two and a fun adventure where they kick some bad guy's butt and she finds out that uh, being a paper magician is actually pretty cool. That's not what happened. There ended up being a romance between the two, which, gag, I guess he wasn't that much older than her. Maybe. I don't know. I was really fuzzy on what their actual ages were, which also bothered me. Yeah, I'm kind of, makes me concerned that you don't know. Like, I mean, it's one thing to be an apprentice. Maybe you're 18 and he's 25. That's not too strange of a difference. Well, I was, when I was reading it, I was picturing her as, like, 21-ish, like, college-age student. Okay. But then, I genuinely don't remember. Like, I couldn't figure out what his age was supposed to be. And I was guessing, like, 30s, maybe. Hmm. And... So I wasn't looking for a romance at all, and it really came out of left field at the last minute for me, and just kind of, like, hit me over the back of the head with it, and I went, excuse me, what? So I definitely didn't appreciate that at all, and it just, it was very disappointing, and the big, like, end battle was so confusing to try and follow. Like, I just... I wasn't entirely sure what was going on. So the big battle at the end just, like, completely confused me. I really didn't know what was going on or where they were. And then all of a sudden, the romance clumped me over the head right as the big battle ended. And I went, do what now? It was just, none of it worked for me. I wish I hadn't read it. It was a great concept that just didn't work how it was executed. I'm, like, super sad about that. I was, too. Like... I got it as an audiobook, and I disliked it so much, I actually returned to the audiobook. Which is weird, because I almost never return my audiobooks. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. It's not very often I return an audiobook, except for this one time when I accidentally bought the audiobook, and I bought the regular, you know, like, Kindle version, and I'm like, I don't need both versions. I remember you telling me about that. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah. The Paper Magician was just, I wish I had DNF'd it, because I didn't realize how horrible it was really going to be. But you finished it? I did finish it. I wish I hadn't. It wasn't worth it. I understand these things. Alright, let's move on to your next one, then. Okay. So, the first time I read The Two Towers, so, this is one that I struggled so hard to read. And I distinctly remember this one, because I kept leaving it on in the bathroom, because... I would read books while taking a bath, and that was my bath time book. Oh, my freaking God. Did I get so stinking bored in that book? Like, the only thing that was redeeming was the Helmsteep battle, but every freaking bit of it was... There was just so much extra, like, history stuff. It just moved so slow. I had to be in ninth grade when I was trying to read it. 
Yeah, I read this entire trilogy in sixth grade. I very distinctly remember it was in sixth grade. And I know this because if it had been any other year of my life, I never would have gotten through it. Okay, that was very distinct. Well, it's just, that's one of those that, looking back on it, I know if I tried to read it today, right now, I'd get bored and put it aside and would never get finished. It's too much for me. Like, I'm very glad that I got all the way through the trilogy. But I know current me would never make it through. Gosh, I, I could not, I, that's all I remember, literally, was Helm's Thief and trudging through that book. I know I picked it back up and I finished it, I think, when I was 19, so five years later. Mm-hmm. But I remember Mrs. Fry telling us that if uh, we were fantasy readers and we wanted to read a Tolkien, we had to pick Sam Aurelian and Amber Panaglevy. She was two grades above me. Mm-hmm. She had read it, and I was like, oh, and she said it was a hard read. I'm like, okay, if Amber thinks it's a hard read, Mo's not going to make it. Holy crap. Mrs. Fry said you had to read the Silmarillion? If, if we wanted to pick a Tolkien book, yeah. That's horrifying. I've read the Silmarillion. That is horrifying. Well, it had. It, she's like, it was one of those things. I picked as close as possible. I read the Once a Creature King, which I loved. I read that one too. <laughs> of course, you did. You know why we picked the same book? Because we're pretty much almost the same person. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I was just like, I, 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 I do. I just don't do older books well. Yeah, and the Silmarillion is literally just. A history lesson of the world. It's not written like a story. No. (laughs) Which makes it that much harder to get through. It's... I read The Silmarillion and I really don't remember it. And I will never read it again. Yeah. I was... You're going to know there's another epic fantasy book on... I mean, I love fantasy, but I have another one I could not make it through as well. I needed to be fast and engaging. I need... I don't mind a large cast of characters, but it has to have someone I'm really invested in and I really love. And I love anything that follow the Hobbits. I got bored if we had to follow, well, I like Hobbits and I like Gimli and I like Legolas. I got bored if I followed the elves or Aragorn or if we jumped over to Gandalf or if we got stuck in Mordor. I didn't give a crap. Give me Hobbits or give me Gimli and Legolas and that's what I like. See, and... It was the hobbits that really bored me. How could you be bored with hobbits? Because I was far more interested in Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli. And I also didn't like the way the way the book is set up. It's split in completely in half. So the first half of the third one, I remember specifically, is following like Gandalf and Aragorn and Legolas and all of them. And then it gets basically to the end and stops. And then it goes back and starts following the hobbits. I remember not liking that. Just the way that, like, it's split up like that. Because it's not like a movie where it's going back and forth showing you what's going on all the time. Or, like, a current day novel. Yeah. That would go back and forth like that. So it just, yeah. Like I said, I would not make it through the trilogy as my current self. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just keep nodding. Yeah. (laughs) Woo. Man, thick book. Great story. I did make it through, though, the second time. Abby, (laughs) please tell me another one of your books that you found that you could not finish. Okay, so I did finish this one, 
And it's, again, one of those that I wish I hadn't bothered finishing because I felt like my time was wasted. Like, I was genuinely pissed off when I finished this. <laughs> That's how angry I was at my wasted time. <sighs> so, The Bear and the Nightingale by Catherine Arden. It's a newer book, and it was all over Bookstagram. And I thought to myself, oh, this sounds really interesting. It's supposed to be based on Russian fairy tales. Cool. It's supposed to have magic in it. Even better. So how could I not like this, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, okay. Hey guys, Editing Abby here. Here's the thing. I hated this book so much, I proceeded to go on a 10-minute spoiler-filled rant that I don't want to subject anyone to. So I'm just going to give you the highlights of my dislike. Plot that was all over the place. Huge chunks of the book that felt as though they could have been cut with zero change to the story. Marital rape. Characters that you spend a ton of time with and who then proceeded to leave and not be heard from again. And not nearly enough of the magic, which I thought was really cool. And now, back to the episode. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I am not reading that book, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't recommend that book. I just, it was such a meandering, nonsensical plot that I couldn't latch on to. I had no idea what was going on or what was going to happen next. And not in a good, like, I wonder what's going to happen next. And I'm not sure. It was in, there is literally no way for me to predict what is going to happen next. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's not a good thing in a book. You need some sort of uh, predictability that the reader can latch on to. Yeah. So, <sighs> let's yep. move on to your next one. <laughs> okay, so my next one, this is another book I had to give another chance to. Okay, so I, my husband really likes Jim Butcher's The Dressing Files. And I struggled so hard to get through Stormfront. I bought it first. I thought it was going to be this great book. It sounded intriguing. For one, it scared the shit out of me for some reason when I first read it. I didn't get very far because something in the book freaked me out. I had nightmares, okay? Oh, jeez. So that was like high school. So then we get, you know, speed forward to like marriage. We drove, I don't remember which drive it was to Florida, but I'm feel like it was the honeymoon like we listened to the audiobook going down there fantastic book great book as an audiobook can can say i can listen to them and enjoy them but i don't read them well yeah and that's not weird but i i, I don't know why because i like his coda Solora series a lot i listened to the aeronauts swimless i didn't read it which that was also really really good listen but I feel like his books translate very well into audiobooks. Yeah, I've read the first one in audiobook form, and I definitely back that. It was a good audiobook. I wasn't super thrilled with the series, but it wasn't bad. But I definitely would not have made it through a physical book of that. Interesting. Why, why you would not make it through a physical book? It's just one of those feelings. like. Sometimes you feel like you really need to hold a book, and other times you know if you're holding that physical book, it's never going to get read. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. I just, I get those feelings sometimes, and Stormfront is one of those. I understand these things. Yeah. They're great books, though. Admittedly, I, once again, prefer the British version of it, which is the ben Benedict Jacka series, but I do enjoy urban fantasies. Mm-hmm. All right, Abby, we are 
the next one on both of our lists is the same. Oh, perfect. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we can discuss one together. I'll let you say the title. The next one on our lists is A Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. I hope we don't get any hate for this one. <laughs> I don't care if I get hate. I My friend from college bought this book for me, and she's like, you are going to love this book. And she had to steer me wrong because she's the one that got me to Charlene Harris and the Suki Stackhouse Mysteries, which aren't the best written books in the world, but I sure do enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I started the book. I read chapter one and said, I can't. And I put it down. And it's been nine years. Pretty sure I gave it away. Okay, so I did not read A Game of Thrones until after I'd already watched the first season of the show. (laughs) Okay. And I'm pretty sure, okay, I genuinely don't remember if I even finished the book. I, I can't for the life of me remember if I got through it or not. I don't think I did. I think I got maybe halfway through. And the only reason I was really reading it was because I wanted to know what happened next. Because I'd watched the first season of the show, and I was just like, oh, cool, good show. I want to know what happens next. But I couldn't even get through the book to find out what happens next. (laughs) And I also hate his writing style. I can't stomach it. I can't remember what it was. Can you um, inform me? Oh, jeez. I don't even remember off the top of my head what his writing style is. I just remember how much I hated it. Because I remember having a conversation with Alex about it because she is a very open-minded reader and reads pretty much anything. And I was telling her how much I disliked his writing style and she went, yeah, that didn't really bother me. Sorry, I wish I could remember specifically what it was about his writing style. So I just got bored with Game of Thrones. But when you mentioned the writing style, that immediately made me think of Gregory, whatever, the author of Wicked, okay? Mm, yeah. I, I read Wicked, thought Wicked was great, not sure why I did at this point, and then I tried, and I bought, like, a whole bunch of his other books, and I remember trying to read Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister, and thinking, this is so vulgar, and terrible, and graphic, and I hated it. Okay. And this is, I could not finish that book. This is gonna sound crazy. I read Wicked, and I also thought it was amazing for some reason. Okay. And then my next one was Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister. Huh, okay. And I read it, and my big takeaway was, wow, so Cinderella's promiscuous? I don't think I even got that far. Yeah, it was, it definitely wasn't the worst book I've ever read, and I did finish it. But it was, it was so bizarre and shocking and... It really turned me off reading anything else of his. I don't like shock factor books. I don't either. Which makes me disappointed because I bought Lost and I bought Mirror and I Son of Son of a Witch. And I just couldn't read any more of his stuff. I wish, like, Wicked was really good and different and interesting. And even though it was a little, you know, brusque, it wasn't that bad. But I feel like the shock factor had to be turned up in the rest of the books. Which is an assumption because I he didn't even read Lost or Mirror Mirror. Yeah. Anyway, that was another book I left behind. Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister. I'm glad you remembered that one. I know. All right, this is a good time for us to take a break. And when we come back, we have just another few more books to go. Nine. Nine more books to go. (laughs) We'll talk to you in a minute, guys. 
Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, guys. We are going to be talking about a few more books. So the next book that I wish I had left behind, that I would have left behind if my lovely co-host had not insisted I finish it, was Children of Blood and Bone by Tony Adeyemi. This book just... Okay, so I'm going to give you 10 minutes, <laughs> and that's how long you get to talk about this book, okay? I'm not going to talk about this book for very long, just because we did do a whole episode, and I let a lot of my thoughts loose during that episode. So I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. I just, there's so many things about this book that absolutely missed the mark for me. I was looking for something that was not there. I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't connect with any of them. I didn't care about the plot. There were just too many things that were not given enough time and things that were given way more time than they deserved and relationships that were not built up enough for me. Just none of it worked. I didn't like any of it. And literally the entire time I was reading it, Mo just kept going, it'll get better. It'll get better. How far are you? Oh, okay. Well, then it's not going to get better. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And literally the only reason I finished that book was because Mo wanted to talk about it in an episode. Listen, I enjoyed the book. I enjoyed... The magic was interesting. The mythos was really cool. It just, just the characters, okay? Just the people telling the story were the problem, all right? And I remember wholeheartedly agreeing with you during our episode. I very much enjoyed the mythos. It was about the only thing in the world that I really liked. Well, good to know. So, tell me about your next one, then. All right. So, when I worked at this small company that I also drug Abby to work at as well, my friends went on a book passing, I guess I would call it, where we all passed around this book. I thought it was going to be great. I've never read, like, really a mystery thriller. I thought it was going to be kind of cool. It should have been fast-paced. The book was called The Girl on the Train. I could not get past the main character. The main character, she just drank her problems away. And, like, I understand that's a coping mechanism with all the crap she had to deal with, but I could not get past all the stupid she did when she was drunk. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, I hope I gave the book back to my friend. I feel like I did, but I may not have. And if I didn't, I probably gave it away then. <laughs> Oops. But it was just so boring. And I just could not get into her story. She was obsessed with this guy. And she rode the train every day. And she was always looking at their backyard. And suddenly she didn't see the wife. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Interesting. Hmm, bored with this. We're gonna put it over here in this pile of books. We're gonna pick up this book instead. And there it died in that pile. Hmm, yes. The forever I'll pick it up again pile. <laughs> you you know the pile. <laughs> and see, I've heard of the girl on the train, 
but it never interested me enough. I'm not a huge slice of life reader to begin with, and I don't know. Yeah, it's not really slice of life it's more thrillery, mystery. Oh, see, I don't do thrillers, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, horror and thriller are just an area I never touch. Yeah, I just did not enjoy at all, and I, I don't know. It's kind of when you ask me, hey, Mo, have you read The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? No, Abby, I haven't. And it's kind of along the same lines of this. It's just another thriller mystery. Oh, it's a thriller? Yeah. <sighs> that makes me not want to read it. I know. You might like it. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Tell me about a different book. Well, this one's not really a book that's going up on your list. This is like a short story. Yeah, this was a short story. So, I love the 500 Kingdom series by Mercedes Lackey. And this is a short story. Uh, it's called A Tangled Web. And it's supposed to be her version of the Hades-Persephone story. Um, except it sucked. Which is really sad, because the other ones I highly enjoy. Like, the actual series itself is amazing, and I love it. But this story just... It was crap. Like... Literally all of the interesting stuff happened off screen. That, like, you didn't get to see any of the battles or fighting. You didn't get to see the actual interesting stuff going on. You just heard about it from a character who was there. Like, telling you about it after the fact. That is literally what most of that story was. And it also didn't focus on Hades and Persephone's. It focused on a couple from one of the main books of the series who just like stumbled into the Greek mythos area and got tangled up in the whole spiel. So it focused on them instead of Hades and Persephone like I was expecting, which was a huge letdown because, you know, if you're expecting to get a Hades-Persephone story and you get a story that's basically about this other couple that you've already heard from. I mean, not that I disliked the couple, it was just they were not who I wanted to deal with. I have so much sadness in my heart, and, like, it's Mercedes Lackey. Like, the, and the 500 series, it should not suck like that. I know. I couldn't believe it. Like, I have never read something from Mercedes Lackey that sucked. And this was just horrible. Literally, the only reason I finished it is because it was a short story, so it didn't take me that long to read anyways, but it was just, oh, anytime something interesting was about to happen, she cut away to something that wasn't interesting, and then you got to hear about what the interesting stuff was that had happened. That seems like, pointless. <laughs> like, like, why even bother writing the story? Exactly. Like, the woman in the couple that we're following is a Valkyrie. So she's a warrior woman, and we don't get to see her battle once, even though she battles multiple times through this story, because every time, Lackey cuts away. Oh, it was so frustrating. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then by the time we cut back to her, the battle's over and she's won, and I'm like, yes, but I wanted to see her win. So that was just, it was a very frustrating story for me, and it was a massive letdown because it was it's supposed to be part of one of my favorite series and an author that I really like 
So yeah. Man, that's breaking my heart and killing my soul. Yeah, just don't read it. I pretend it isn't part of the series and doesn't exist. I understand these things. Yeah. Alright, so next one for you? I actually had to look up the author for this one. So this is a book that I thought I would highly enjoy. It's been toted as like the adult Harry Potter American version. It's called The Magicians and it's by Lev Grossman. And I thought the TV show was really good. I was watching it with Nate and then I was like, I should read the book. So I'm reading the book. Okay. The book beginning was pretty interesting. Um, we're at the magic school and then like that was only the first third and like the whole first season of Magicians is like at the school. And then I'm reading about him being like a 27 year old and yeah, they just mostly were like, we can do magic. Let's have sex. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Anything else? Anything? <laughs> no? All right. I'm not so, sure if there was more than just let's do magic and have sex, but I couldn't get past the, that part. <laughs> you laugh, but seriously, like... No, that was just a great segue. We can do magic, let's have sex. <laughs> Sorry. Wish it was different. I thought it was... I thought it was going to be different and good. Because they're supposed to, like, travel to, like, this world that was only... Like, it's this, their childhood fairy tale world, and have all this fun mystery, and have all these battles, and, yeah, they're just having sex and doing magic. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't recommend you reading it. That's kind of sad, because I've heard of that one, and I know it's touted as the adult Harry Potter, so yep. that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's about <laughs> it about it. Anyway... Tell me about another... I'm really disappointed in that book. Tell me about a book that also lets you down as well. So, this is one that I read this year. I think I got about somewhere between 60 and 80% of the way through it. The book is called Talented by S.E. McCready. And I got this as a free audiobook in exchange for a review on a couple different platforms. And... I was very excited because the premise sounded interesting. It was supposed to be about kids who get powers in a lab basically become superheroes, right? Okay. I'm thinking, cool, that's right up my alley. I love it already. Yeah. Literally the first three hours of this audiobook, at least, were just spent with them in the laboratory. And they weren't even doing anything that interesting. So what were they doing in the laboratory? The main character, because it's told in first person, which I don't like, the main character is getting her memories back. I guess they were supposed to have their previous lives wiped from their minds. So, something, 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 science. Because science. Okay. <laughs> was basically the gist that I got from it. They had to have their minds wiped, basically, of all their previous life. But her nurse assistant person decided not to give her the injection that would do that and so she literally spends all this time in the laboratory either testing her powers or fainting and then when every time she faints she's having flashbacks to her previous life 
and it got really confusing trying to even follow what was going on or where we were. And I was incredibly bored, and the narrator did not help. The narrator drove me up a wall. She basically sounded like she was about to cry the entire book. Oh. Oh, that sounds terrible. It was horrible. Like, even in the scenes where there was action happening and you'd think her voice would get livelier and more into it. And yeah, they're kicking down doors and whatever they were doing. Nope, nope. She just sounds more intensely like she's on the verge of tears. The narrator, I really did not like. Yeah. I just... So the narrator was driving me up a wall. The first, like, three and a half hours were the most boring crap ever because it's just testing your powers in the laboratory. Oh, there's this conspiracy. And she's fainting and having more flashbacks. Like, for the love, can we get to the actual story? Hmm. And then by the time they get to the actual story, I don't even care what's going on because they've spent so much time diddling around in the lab. Like, literally by the time they left the lab, I didn't care anymore. You know, this reminds me. I like how, like, when you talk about books, they remind me of other books that I forgot about <laughs> that I left behind. You're welcome. Thank you. Because, <laughs> like, this, because you keep talking about them, like, looting in the lab and all this stuff. There's this one book that I thought I would love called The Zodiac Legacy. Convergence is the first one. And it's a Disney book that's, like, written by Stan Lee and some other authors. Like, oh, this should be fantastic. Holy crap, was it boring? It's about this kid who develops um, the ability of the tiger and they're trying to find all the zodiacs. And there's this bad guy who's taking the powers from the kids to turn into one big giant bad guy. And I remember part of the book, they're just running around like this super secret lab in the north. And I'm like, okay, so where's the action? And he was so whiny. I hate whiny teenage boys. Sorry yeah. for the tangent. I just oh, kind of no, you're fine. jumped in there. I'm glad I'm reminding you of other books that you didn't like. <laughs> I hate when I don't like books. Apparently I have a block against books as well. I do too. I'll be honest. I only remembered most of these either because I've read them very recently or I had them on my DNF list on my Goodreads. Uh but yeah, so. Well, since I intervened and dropped one I didn't like, how about you talk about number eight? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so another one that I tried to read this year that I actually did DNF as well. It's The Watchmaker's Daughter by C.J. Archer. The premise sounded interesting. I mean, it was set in Victorian England, which is very standard common setting. But it was supposed to be, I don't know. It had something to do with this girl... Her father was a watchmaker and he had died and something special about this one watch. But I didn't really get far enough into it to know what was going on because I literally, I don't even know if I got five chapters into this book before I was like, I'm so bored. I don't even care anymore. And I stopped so, reading. Literally this author, I've read a different one of her series called The Ministry of Curiosities. I listened to like, I think three of the books. She's not a bad writer, but I definitely did not feel compelled to read the other six books in that series. Mm -hmm. But she's very well-reviewed on Goodreads. People like her, which is nothing wrong. We don't have to like every single book that the rest of the world likes. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'll admit, what caught my eye was the pretty cover art for this one. Mm -hmm. 
it did have very pretty cover art. That's what um, caught me on the other one. I, I know, I know how pretty co- cover art goes. But yeah, I mean, the writing was decent. It was just, I had zero investment in the story. Like, I didn't care what the mystery was about this watch. Her struggle against the patriarchy, not letting her become a watchmaker because she's a girl. Just, I was over it. <laughs> I understand. I was, I was very bored with all of the premises that were being presented to me because they felt very overdone and it didn't feel like anything new was going to happen which is sad because like I said the premise sounded interesting like because I read the little blurb about it and the actual story I just didn't do anything for me I DNF'd it really fast these things happen yeah tell me about your next one all right so sometimes I like Nicholas Sparks books okay because sometimes like you just need one of those good, compelling human books. And they're usually a pretty good love story, right? Yeah. That's why you read Nicholas Sparks. You're coming for a love story. All right, Two by Two was a good story about a guy and his daughter. It was a crap story about a guy and his daughter and his wife. His wife was the most horrific woman ever. Okay? hmm And I got so... I just wanted to read about him and his daughter and their relationship. And I was stuck with this woman who kept walking all over her husband, controlling, like, you know, she told him, I I don't know. I just, I, what was the one book you mentioned earlier that had a tux? Is, is the one you're reading right now? Yes. The one that you're reading right now, you texted me about it earlier and the, main character's parents have a toxic relationship. It was just, I didn't really want to read about a toxic relationship. I wanted to read about a love story. Mm-hmm. You know? That's why I picked up Nicholas Sparks. Right. I finished it. I read it for book club, but I, like, barely finished it. Yeah. I'm like, why? Why am I reading this book? And the cover's really freaking cute because it's a dad and a little girl, and the little girl's dancing with her dad, like, walking on his shoes. Oh, like cute. super cute super cute but i hated the book <sighs> that's sad yeah i don't really like reading about toxic relationships i know some people I... do like it interests them i have zero interest in toxic relationships me too i i just wanted to i wanted like a walk to remember you know which is like super duper sad but yeah i love you know yeah authors be edgy and write wholesome relationships for me Yes. I see too many bad ones. So true. So freaking true. All right. So the last one on both of our lists. <laughs> We're going to end with a bang. Literally. <laughs> is High Fire by Ian Colfer. We did a whole episode on this. But we had to bring it back. Because we hate it that much. It is literally one of the worst books ever from my child. Like, I'm one of a favorite childhood author. I cannot believe he wrote this book. I can't believe I listened to that audiobook. Like, it was it's almost as bad as listening to the Iron Druid audiobooks when Oberon's voice sounds like Scooby-Doo, but at least I like the stories enough to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was just occasion, accent, with cussing. A lot of cussing. Yeah. The book was basically cussing, and half That's the time cussing. you're in the mind of a rapist. Oh, that was so bad. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. Can I just apologize again for making you read this? Because 
The only reason Mo read it is because I read it and I only finished it because I was so horrified by the whole thing that I couldn't believe I was reading it. And I finished and I went, Mo, you have to read this because I have to talk about how horrible it is. <laughs> You're lucky I like you. I mean, at least Children of Blood and Bone had more substance than this book. At least Children of Blood and Bone didn't turn my stomach. There is no comparison. <sighs> Literally, hands down, that is the worst book I read this year. Oh, no competition. I think it's the worst book I've read in the last five years. I mean, that's two by two is pretty terrible, but high five definitely still wins that. <sighs> I just, yeah, it baffles my mind that the person who wrote Artemis Fowl wrote High Fire. It also baffles me that so many people apparently liked it. I mean, I, maybe reading it was better, but I don't know how. You could skip over so much of the cussing. Maybe. I didn't. But I didn't like anyone's character but the mom. Yeah. The characters like, were just terrible, terrible humans. Like, I thought I would like Vern. No. Didn't like the kid. Really didn't like the sheriff. It's really sad when we read a book about a dragon and we don't like the dragon. That's how you know it's not a good book. Yeah. If the rapist and the cussing weren't enough of a clue. Yep. Yeah. Well, everyone, we hope you enjoyed our, um, oh, what's the, the, our roast of some of the worst books we have read or did not finish and the books that we left behind. Once again, we would love to know what books that you have not been able to finish. Was it one of ours on our list or was it a different one? Tell us what books that we should not read so we can avoid them. We hope you all have a great night. Till next week, guys. Bye. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating on the app you use or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. For a list of the books we talked about today, visit our community page on Facebook at The Book Life Podcast and search under Files. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the same name. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by Katie Benoit from her album Dominique. You can find Katie on Instagram at K, the number 8, T, B E N O I T, and on Spotify under her name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.